Cafeteria Talk, the podcast where we talk about any and everything, just like today's hanging at the table with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. This is your boy, Quattro. What's up, everybody? You already know what the deal is. It's your boy, Slick Rob, and there's no introduction needed. Like I said, welcome back to another episode of Cafeteria Talk. Um, How you been, man? Everything good? How's life? Oh, Life has been swell and great, honestly. I cannot complain about anything. Yeah, man. Honestly, I'm I'm vibing, you know. I cannot complain. Life is good, you know what I mean? <laughs> Sensational. Um, yeah, for real. But, man, while we get into it, before we get into it, let me do a little bit of business at the top. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can follow us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. Feel free to give us five-star ratings and reviews um, help us get to know this uh, a little bit more. Help us get on those new and noteworthy lists. And if you happen to listen to us, you know, really anywhere, we want to, you know, appreciate you for that. Thank you for the listening. I've heard people come up to me and say that they enjoy what we're doing. They like the show. And I really am glad that you guys are out here listening to the show. Thank you guys so much for that continued support. We love you. Slick Rob. Yes, sir. Tell us about that put on segment. Of course. Y'all already know what the deal is. We have been to talk to you about the put on Basically, anything that we have watched, heard, done, even shit, yeah, shit. that we've done, um, eaten, in Will's case, read or read, that we think you, the people, should check out. And of course, I'm going to go first, because you know we do oldest to youngest here on this show. And I'm going to put y'all on the Hulu original. We honestly forgot... Hulu just doesn't have live sports. They have originals, y'all boys. (laughs) Yes. Hulu has some original shows, bruh. Hulu has live sports. Nah, for real. Hulu. Hashtag, we're not sponsored. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're not sponsored. But anyway, y'all check this out, bruh. I'm going to put y'all on Wu-Tang, The American Saga, starring Ashton Sanders. And um, your boy, oh my God, he was from the get down. Miles Morales. Who played Miles Morales? Um... Oh, Shakim, Shak something more. Oh, Shakim more? Shakim, I think it is Shakim more. I feel like that's what it is. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. I feel like it's Shakim more. For Shakim more, I'm wrong. I think it is. I think it is Shakim more, yes. Starring Ashton Sanders and Shakim more as Rakim and, um. Oh, Jesus. I just forgot. I just forgot. Bro, he literally is the sponsor of the Wu Tang. Oh, my God, I just forgot his name. I mean, it's hard to remember everybody's name from Wu Tang, but hold on, I'm up, bro. I'm, I'm folding right now, y'all boys. Hold on. Wu Tang. Oh my God, I'm so. Y'all, y'all forgive me. I can't believe I just forgot the name of these of this dude. We're coming, guys. We promise. Oh my God, Bob Bobby Diggs, bro. Oh my God, I can't believe I really do just forgot the name of these boys. But yes, starring Ashton Sanders as Bobby Diggs, as Rakim, and then, you know, Shameek Moore as Mr. Corey Woods. Shameek! Okay. 
Yes, bro. Like that show is guys. It's about the grow. It's about the growing of the the infamous group known as the Wu Tang Clan. Show's been gas. Season two, I believe, is on the way. And yes, gas. Nice. My put on um, is actually going to be a very not very old show. Um, it's about ten years old at this point. My God. It's a little bit over 10 years. Jesus, man. What's going on? Wow. It's 10 years since it ended. That's, jeez. But the Nickelodeon mega hit, I, Carly, I recently uh, rewatched that show. I really have forgotten how good it is, but I also, like, recognized, you know, some things in it that were kind of cap, especially given, you know, everything that came out about Dan Schneider after the show ended and the way he kind of treated certain characters was really, really interesting. Did you know that... um, not Sam. Her name's not Sam. Jeanette McCurdy, the the actress that played Sam. You know, like her mom, like throughout the entire show was like battling cancer, and she died like while like during like the last season, mm. and like she used that show to like cope with that with all of that like through comedy. I thought that was really interesting, um, and bro, just like how cool Spencer was, um, how interesting the show was, and honestly, like I'm, I'm gonna give it a buck for like pretty much most of the show. It was either Sam or, like, Sam or Spencer who, like, really put the team on their back. Oh, yeah. Because Freddie and Carly were, like, cool, but, like, they were not, like... Honestly, a spinoff with Freddie and Sam... With Sam and... uh, what, What's their face? Sam and Spencer would have been so sick. Um, bro, Spencer was just... Bro, Spencer just ate, bro. Bro, Spencer was such... What a guy. Just amazing. Uh, but all in all, really good show. Definitely one that I'm glad I rewatched. Um... It's out of order, though. Like, they've got two seasons, but, like, not all the episodes are on there. And it's kind of weird. I don't know what... Like, maybe they take stuff out because of Dan Schneider. But, like, yeah. it was There was a lot of, like, really jokes in there that, like, I didn't know I missed. Like, there was a joke one time where um, Sam is, like... Um, or Freddie's, like, this teacher just gave me gave me a helpful tip. Not, like, not to wear the shirt anymore. And then Sam goes, you know, if that teacher wants to get a tip... She should, you know, stop wearing that makeup and wear better clothes. I was like, wait a minute. That was a, okay, all right, wait a minute. And, or, like, the the unsung little, like, sexual innuendos. Like, there was a scene mm-hmm. where, um, remember those cops were, like, investigating the place across the street in their apartment? Yes. Sp- with Spanky. And then he, like, handcuffs Spanky and starts spanking him. And then he grabs, uh, he, like, puts his son in, like, this tube. And he pulls the curtain up and is like, watch me spank your daddy. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is 2021. We are not allowed to do that anymore. Wait a minute. We're not allowed to tell jokes. Yeah. But <laughs> um, yeah, so my put on is definitely iCarly. Check that out. If you if you haven't, I mean, I don't know, like, do you live under a rock? Or like, are you willingly ignorant? Or like, are you okay? Did your parents not love you? Like, bro, if you haven't been on iCarly, like, please do it. It's for your own benefit, I promise. Bro, one of the best shows of all time. Bro, one of the best kids shows of all time. Like, it ain't and it ain't close. And I'm just, did it was it an RTV bracket episode? I don't think I Carly made it to. I don't think I Carly was on there. No, I think it was. Bro, it must have lost to something. It had have lost. To, I think it lost to Drake and Josh. Bro, it did. Oh my god. Which even still, like, I stand by that decision wholeheartedly. Like that. Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh is goaded. Like, but. Bruh, it's just Josh, bruh, Josh and Oprah did it, but yeah. Bro, you want to feel old? So the other, so, um, so like, 
way back when I was watching a video on YouTube and, you know, the pandemic was going um, and, you know, everybody was doing reunions um, on YouTube and two of them stuck out to me. The first one, this one's quick. It was Demi Lovato and all the cast of So Random and they had a review. So you had Sterling K. Knight. Um, I don't think Brandon Michael Colvin wasn't on there. The black guy. Brandon Michael Smith. Brandon Michael Smith. Uh, the big white guy was there. Um, who else? Tiffany. Bro, I love me some Tawny, bro. Uh, she was on there. And a few of the other cast members. And so, like, the the youngest one, uh, what was her name? I don't remember. But, yeah, the youngest one, she, she gets on and she's like, uh, all right, guys, so, like, what's everybody been up to? And Robert, when I tell you this was the funniest shit to ever happen on a, re- on a reunion, I don't know what... Demi Lovato just goes rehab several times, and bro, the oh, yeah, whole does, they, they would sound like saying that everybody just been busted out laughing, oh, bro. Yeah, it was I so remember, funny. I that shit. Like and that, and that was like right when COVID started. Like everybody was doing the, the reunions, and then you just go like, yeah, rehab several times. Everybody just like, yeah, we should let you go first. Yeah, bro, that shit was funny. I saw that. But nah, you want to feel old, so like they they the, the cast of Good Luck Charlie did it did a did a did a reunion uh, Zoom. And here's where I felt old. It's the fact that Charlie was like a fully like speaking child. Like she's like 10 now. And like we literally remember her as a baby and now she's like can talk. This is not fair. I yeah. You know it's been 10 years since that show ended. This legit not fair. Like I I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But um yeah man, just just great great things to watch. You know, iCarly reunions on YouTube. Do whatever you want. But Let's get into the nitty gritty of this episode. Today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we will be ranking our top 10 live action comic book character heroes. Our top 10, man. You know, so in the last, you know, 10 years, we've had the MCU run wild over the world. We've had the DCEU. We've had other small other houses come out with with um, with superhero iterations, and we're gonna talk about our favorite iterations of characters today. This ranges from movies to TV. Any live action iterations of characters will be incorporated in this list. Now, of course, we're only two people; we can't have everybody, or you know, some of your favorites. But you know, hopefully, our list does you just does you guys justice. So. Slick Rob, I'm going to let you go first, man. Hit me with your number 10. My number 10 is one of the most beloved and thirsted over men in comic book history. And if you don't know who he is, I'm going to help you. Bucky! Looking at nah, Chris Evans, Captain America, bro. Like, yeah. Chris Evans, man. Talk about the come up from the human torch, Johnny Storm, and who I loved. I love Johnny Storm. Mm-hmm. I love Johnny Storm. The the movies. Boom. Yeah, literally. <laughs> to, the, to the words right out of my mouth, bro. Like, bro, literally. Johnny Storm, bro. Not Johnny Storm. Chris Evans, Captain America, man. Steve Rogers. Like, man, he literally was, like, he literally accompanied the mind, the body, and the physique of Steve Rogers. Like, you know, obviously they they went along his comic book arc and it was gas. Um, and the whole thing, how his whole story was told throughout the whole MCU, and they gave him full closure. I really did enjoy, it. and I'm just, 
I was I enjoyed watching Chris Evans play Captain America. He really did sell it, especially in um. I think when it really came full circle was definitely um, Civil War, which was kind of his big turning point. Like he still stuck to the roots of Captain America. You know how some characters have a complete one eighty. Mm-hmm. He still kept. He still is the same guy, and that ended up leading him to Infinity War and Endgame, bro. Chef's kiss, bro. Shout out to the Russos for that one, you know, because they really did. If it wasn't for the Russos, we would have not got the Chris Evans we got. I'm just saying. Very good point. Not Civil War, what was it? The Winter, Winter Soldier? A film. One of the greatest superhero movies in my book. Facts. Yes, um, so my number 10, I got to be biased. I got to say I'm biased. This is this had to make my list because it's me. Um, my number 10 is Zachary Levi as Shazam in the DCEU, or I'm sorry, the worlds of DC. Um, Zachary Levi, not only did he bring out, you know, the power and grandeur that is Shazam, he brought out that kid that, you know, was played by Asher Angels, Billy, you know, Billy Batson. Uh, he really played that character really, really well, you know, being a kid that finds out he's got the powers, um, of, you know, gods, you know, the, the speed of... I yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna fold. Uh, I know he's got the I, I, wow I should know this but yeah he's he's Shazam. Uh, and like I really enjoyed his movie. I can't wait to see what else he does. Um, in Shazam: Fury of the Gods coming out uh soon. Bro, that's not gonna be gas. Um, bro. it is gonna be gas. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So Zachary Levi, man, just I had to get him on this list. You're number nine, my friend. Yes, my number nine is uh. A lot of people are going to be questionable about me on this one because this guy's beloved. He's been in the game longer than Chris Evans has. But actually, yeah, I'm going to give it to him. Yeah, is the man, the myth, the legend, Grant Gustin's Flash. And boy, like, he, talk about amount of seasons he was, like, because, like, I, um, you know, I fell off the Flash, you know, after, like, season three. And I try to get back on it, but the MCU just took over my goddamn life. Like, just, <laughs> sometimes, like, sometimes I hate Marvel for that. But, um, bro, like, he really did eat. Like, he really did show Barry Allen's story, and I loved the different, um, the way he went, especially the different villains he, like, the different um villains he fought in yeah. that show. Like, I did see a lot of them, not just because how accurate that it was to the comic book costuming and all that, but like the how the Flash is, like, literally, like, you think of the Flash, you think of Grant Gustin's Flash. Yeah, like, at this point, yeah. Like, literally, like, because he, like, literally encompassed of what the Flash is. Like, so when you look at Ezra Miller now, you expect him to be, uh, not on the same levels, but have a lot of the characteristics of Grant Gustin's Flash. And he right. is literally, like, like, I enjoyed watching him, the seasons I did watch, because he was very funny, heartwarming, charismatic. He really cared about his friends, you know, and he straight up, bro. Just fast as fuck. Like, bro, like, it is so fun to watch that dude. Like, I can watch, like, I haven't watched the full show, but I can always, if I don't have a good time, I can look up a whole bunch of Flash battles. Right. Without, and my favorite one is when he fought Reverse Flash. Um, Oh, my God. I don't even know what season. Season one? Yeah, season one, probably. That was sick. Because, bro, like, Oh my gosh, bro! Because he, because he, like, it was Harrison Wells, and he thought, you know, Harrison Wells was his friend. He was in a wheelchair, <laughs> yeah. and then it's revealed yeah. that he's, he's the reverse, reverse Flash. Flash. But that was gas, bro. Bro, and he was so hurt about it too. I was like, bro, that's crazy. And that happened again, like the next season with Zoom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bro, Zoom, bro. 
Like, bro, like, you cannot lie. They, people cannot lie. The Flash had some really good writing in it. Bro, like, what? The fact it's still going on is just how... That's why, because that you, writing is so good. Just shows uh, how good, like, how good, one, Grant Gustin is, how, two, how good that show is, like, yeah. and I'm just... Bro. And it ha- it like, I can't say, like, I've, I've watched it all, and I can't say it, like, ever fell off. Like, especially, like, how Arrow did. Arrow, like, there are seasons where you could be, like... Yeah, you could honestly skip those. Those are trash. But, like, Flash is pretty consistent in terms of being good, which is good. But on to my number nine. I'm going to give it to James McAvoy, Professor X, in the X-Men series developed by Fox. Just, I I really, at this point, like, you know, they're discussing, you know, bringing the X-Men into the MCU and, and stuff like that. I can't see anybody else playing professor x no it's literally impossible man like he had that on lock dude you know granted could he have been a a hair older maybe whatever you know because i mean he his competition was you know sir patrick harris so like yeah what what do you do (laughs) yeah you but uh yeah james back with professor x i mean he did it for four movies probably even longer than that no X-Men Origins, uh, First Class, um, Days of Future Past, and the most recent one, Dark Phoenix. Apocalypse. And Apocalypse. So, four or five movies. Five. So, five movies. And, I mean, he had this role on lock. Like, he did a really good job. And even, like, in the last one where he was, you know, being taken the task for protecting, in quotations, uh, Jean Grey. Um, and just his whole, you know trying to justify that just like how professor x would in the comics and using and using everything with logic and it's still having a, a harder goal and a moral compass was really well done and, and testament to james mackable because he's such an amazing actor i mean we saw him in splits and other films the, the dude knows what he's doing hey, so dude in a wheelchair <laughs> yeah yeah just james mackaboy professor x gotta give it to him that's my number nine yes bro that was a bro he was on my list and i had to take on like bro it's so hard but my number eight bro Probably one of the funniest men on the planet, without question. And you already know where we're going. What's my name? Oh, I'm going to fucking spell it out for you. You already know where we're going. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, bro. Like, he only has, like, what is it, two movies? Two, yeah. But it's just the history behind Deadpool, the character, because I think it was a Deadpool comic. I want Ryan Reynolds to play me. So, like, in a movie. So, and we finally got that come full circle. And Ryan Reynolds, bro, like... We all love Deadpool. I can... <laughs> it's crazy. When Deadpool first came out in 2016, yep. uh, it was coming out right after my 16th birthday. Or right before. It was Valentine's Day weekend, whatever. I think it was the weekend before. And I asked my mom, I said, I want to go see Deadpool for my for my birthday. And she was like, no. Yeah, we were. Yeah, they were like, y'all cannot watch Deadpool. My brother's like, bro, like I gotta watch Deadpool. Hey, I found a way. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we found the way. We found the way. <laughs> this is the way, like, real talk, man. Oh, my God. I can watch. Bro, I'm so ready to see what they do with him in MCU, man. They they have confirmed that, you know, it's going to be rated R. And, like, it has to the be. tone's not changing. Like, it, it this is going to be just like, it's going to be like nothing happened. This is so, going to be great. I can't wait to see it. But, all right. So, my number eight is Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange oh. in the MCU. Man, Chef's kiss. I don't. Think, I don't think you could have got a better casting. Like he's just amazing at it. One a, 
Benedict Cumberbatch is an amazing actor. I mean, he yeah. he does this, and then for him to play the titular character of um, Doctor Strange, Steven and just Strange. that real serious, real like honestly, a, a less dickhead as Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, he plays that so well, um, and like and given that Doctor Strange doesn't really do too many like action sequences, like like a Captain America who's always like fighting. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do that. He he uses you know his magic. Like he did against Thanos in Infinity War, uh, he just great job. I really enjoy watching him, you know, work on screen, and you know, mm-hmm. to see what he does with um, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch is gonna be beautiful. I can't wait for that. Bro, I'm saying it's shout out to Mister Stephen Strange himself on Benedict Cumberbatch. Sherlock can't Sherlock. He murdered Sherlock. Sherlock. And he murdered that. But my number seven, bro. We gotta go back to DC, but this is a little bit before I guess DCU, maybe not. Well, it's all interconnected because of um, because of the multiverse. The multiverse. Yeah, baby. And um, what's it called? What's it called? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Crisis. Crisis on Infinite. Yeah, yes, so, sir. But you already know I gotta go. With my dog. One of the first actual superhero movies I ever saw in theaters. I gotta go. With my dog Christian Bale. Ooh. The dark, the dark, the Dark Knight trilogy. Like we yes, bro. Now this was a toss up because. I do love my dog, um, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I do love Ben Affleck's Batman, but mind you, Christian Bell, I saw, you know, he's had a little bit more, like, he, he had a little trilogy, basically, so, eh, or something like that. So, I preferably, like, I just loved the, the greediness behind him, like, the greediness of his Batman, very cutthroat, very just straight up in your face. Especially in the Dark Knight Rises when him and Joker were um wasn't the Dark Knight Rises when him and Joker were in the um where he was in the holding cell with Joker and she was interrogating the Joker and the joke and he was beating the living shit out of that nigga. Shout out to Heath Ledger though, R.I.P. But bro, he straight up bro like that's when you talk Batman, you want to see that straight up just boom. Boom, boom, beating the living. Yeah. And that's what, bro, that's what Christian Bell did. He beat it niggas' asses, bro. Like, put them on a silver platter. And, like, I love that. And it was just because how dark it was. Um, yeah. And shout out to the director. Christian Bell. Bro, and the director of it. Um. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Christian Bell? No, the director of... Chris Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Mr. Sorry. Nolan, bro. I was saying the name, and I was like, wait, I get wait, the confused. Wait, hold it, yeah, bro. Christopher Nolan. Shout out to Nolan for also bringing that to life, bro. And I'm bro, one of my favorite Batmans of all time. Um, bro, great pick. I, I I wanted to get him on this list, but he got he, he eked out, and it was so sad. But yeah. I feel you. Definitely a good pick, because he really played Batman well. Um, moving on to my number seven, correct? Yep. I'm going to bring it back to one of your picks, Grant Gustin's Flash uh, Airburst. You pretty much said everything I was going to say. When you think about the Flash, you know, he's pretty much now synonymous with Grant Gustin. Um, You know, one of the biggest points of contention when when it was first announced that he'd be playing the Flash was that, oh, my God, he doesn't have the blonde hair. Oh, my God. Yeah. We got over it eight seasons later, like, Ezra Miller now rocks rocks the the dark hair. I don't know if in the comics they've... um, you know, kind of changed his hair, interchanged it to be, you know, brown or in blonde. But honestly, he is, he's he's fun. He's lovable. Um, he's got a, a heart of gold. And honestly, and it was cool because it was he was a direct antithesis to um, 
Stephen Amell's Green Arrow on Arrow. Yeah, because they were the, they're the first two. They're the they're the beginning of the Arrowverse on the CW, and you know he was Green Arrow was the dark and gritty and and moody hero, and then you go to Grant Gustin who's fun, lovable, optimistic, and he was really uh, well recepted by fans and still is. And um, you know, and his show got a lot of flack. I mean, they they took a lot of liberties. You know, like I said, the hair thing or making Iris black, you know, yep, with Cand- Candace Patton uh, Girl, being I'm a black woman. I didn't mention that. Um, you know, and, and a lot of other things that they that they decided to do. But it, honestly, to me, it, it worked out very, very well. And the things that the things that that show has done in terms of bringing characters on, I mean, but to just Flash alone, man, hundreds of characters have been introduced um, on the screen, you know, from uh, Killer Frost to Vibe, uh, Gorilla Grodd, King Shark. I mean, all these all these Boy, staple names have been... Bro, I mean, the Arrowverse alone, bro, thousands of characters have been, like, redone and put on the show, like, to and done really good things. Um, so, but Grant Gustin is just amazing. Um, for this most recent season, he released a picture of himself. Bro, bro put on, like, 20 pounds uh, in the new suit. Yeah, uh, bro. Bro, yeah, huge now, but yeah. Uh, Grant Gustin's The Flash, just piggybacking on what you said. Definitely a solid pick. Your number six. My number six, my baby. My baby is the lovely Natalie Rushman. Um <laughs> Hello, but you already know what we go with. Natasha Romanoff, um, Black Widow, Scarlet, the lovely Scarlet, played by the lovely Scarlet Johansson. Bro, we actually finally got a no cap, we finally got a book ending to her and um I'm I was real happy for um I be, I've I really I was really happy to see them go into depth with Scarlett Johansson's character and um I preferably like literally like she's one of my favorite like she's in my top echelon of female superheroes so far because just because I grew up with her from Iron Man 2 to you know obviously Black Widow and I preferably am just like I love the story and I love what ScarJo did with the character. Um, didn't obviously didn't make her just a little lovely sex appeal person, you know. That's what she was at first, but I, that's what, yes, yeah. Which, you know, we it's called liberties, and we grab to work around that. Yeah, changing and, the times and stuff. It's the Russos. And it goes back to the bright. Honestly, yeah. Once she was in uh, Winter Soldier, yeah, like it, it did depth, change. The yeah. depth changed completely. Did a complete, not necessarily one eighty, but a whole rebranding, and I loved. What she did and how she what she stood for. She was for team forever, and she protected her people. And like, mm-hmm. that's what you do. And yeah. bro, shout out to Scarlett Johansson, bro. For sure, for sure. Moving on to my number six, another one of your uh, earlier picks, Chris Evans, Captain America from the MCU. I have to put him in there. I mean, his 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 iteration of Captain America was amazing. He so far is the first person to you know put Captain America on the big screen. And yeah. honestly, I don't think he could have done any better. Just this kid from Brooklyn uh, who doesn't like bullies going to fight Nazis and becoming one of the greatest soldiers of all time. Just Bruh. amazing. Um, really well done. And I get, you know, Chris Evans isn't the greatest actor in the world, but, you know, he did this role well. And that that's I'll give him credit for that. Um, and just like watching him do his scenes, like watching him in, in combat. I'll tell you one of my favorite fight scenes in the MCU is when he was fighting Crossbones uh, in Lagos and Captain America Civil War. That was just... Uh, and the fight with him and Tony... 
Bro, um, right. eventually we're going to do an episode where we talk about, we rank our favorite superhero fights and best believe him versus Tony Stark is on the list. Oh, if question. not number one, like that was literally what it different, is. bro. It was so well done. Um, because I mean, literally I've never seen a panel of a comic book put on screen so vividly in my life. It was that, it was that well I'm done. Saying. Um, but yeah, Chris Evans, Captain America. Boom. Yes. And we're going number five. My number five is my boy, bro. Oh, my God. This dude is the GOAT, bro. No one can tell me otherwise. And if they even recast it to somebody else, I'll have a problem. Charlie Cox's The Devil in Hell's Kitchen. Hashtag save Daredevil. Bro, literally, no one cannot tell me Daredevil is not one of the greatest shows that's ever been on Netflix, bro. Like, bro. Charlie Cox ate that, bro. And shout out to, bro, especially in the last season, bro. The fight, his last fight with Bro, dude. Bro, that is the. Dude. Bro, you cannot tell me, like, bro, he murdered that. Honestly, my bad. That actually might be the number one superhero fight of all time. Bro, that kid, bro, the character of Daredevil, like, bro, he literally synonymous. He's synonymous. Synonymous, like, he put the in the grave, like, bro. There can never really be another Daredevil, and they and Marvel even thinks about it. We're gonna have to have a talk. I'm just saying. especially like if Car- if Charlie Cox is willing to do it, like is a is wholly available. Like, bro, I don't. It's like it's not it's not it's not it's not this a hundred percent, but like this is almost like to the level of like why would you recast Obi Wan Kenobi? Oh like, yeah, it's almost that level. Like, yeah, bro, it like really make is. it happen. Make it happen because Charlie Cox literally like he took he he upped the ante of Daredevil like when his show came out they wanted they did more bring off the comics like he literally did a com- not what what RDJ did who obviously is somewhere on this list but like he rebranded a little bit of the character from the comics and it was just done absolutely crazy and like if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have got these other Netflix characters yeah and bro he changed the game one for Netflix and for the why like I, I honestly wish that we could have gotten uh like a lot of the the characters from the Netflix shows to reprise their roles. Yeah. But just real quickly, I just want to know before I give you my next pick, if you had to pick one character, it could be hero or villain, that you had to to save to be in the MCU that was in the Netflix shows, who would it be? To be in the from the Netflix shows? Yeah. Hero or villain? Mm. Hero or villain. Hero or villain. Mm. Yeah, definitely the Punisher, bro. We the Punisher, but but we, bro. Honestly, bro, I love Daredevil, bro, bro. The Punisher. Honestly, for me, as much as I would love to say the Punisher or Daredevil, I'm sorry, but Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. Uh, Kingpin, Kingpin. Yeah, I will. I will not accept anybody else. I won't. I will not. I will not. Kingpin. I will. I won't. Yeah, I won't is, do it. There is no other Kingpin. There, it can't be. You, you literally cannot make it happen. You cannot convince me otherwise. It won't happen. But moving on, my number five um, is my Spider-Man. He's my Spider-Man. I feel you. Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man from Spider-Man's 1, 2, 3. I mean, he did it. Like, he, I think he encapsulated exactly what, what Stan Lee, you know, wanted when he created Spider-Man with Bob Kane. Um, you li- Jack Kirby, sorry. Jack Kirby, um, R.I.P. The Bob Kane wrote the Batman uh, Returns, and if you haven't uh, read that comic, stop. Go buy the comic, read it, and then like tell me how much you love it. Um, <laughs> the just the the nerdy uh, student in high school 
the the unsure teenager just and the spider-man in, in and of itself was just so freaking amazing i mean his balance between the two characters was awesome as peter parker um and spider-man was amazing his love entrance his love with mj Kristen dunn's character um just really well done and i mean we grew up with this spider-man we grew up with Tobey Maguire. like this man was it's been spider-man since 2002 two 2002 was the second one right uh, it's like 2002, 2003. I can't remember. I think 2002. I, I think, think it 2002 is... was the first one. I think it is 2002. Spider-Man... 2002. Yeah, came out. The first one came out in 2002. Yeah, so we grew up with them fighting the Green Goblin, and then, you know, in the next movie, he fought uh, Dr. Octopus, and then the third movie, he fought the second Green Goblin, and uh, Sandman, and Venom. Uh, which I don't care what people say. I like Spider Man Three. Spider Man Three is dope. I, I love Spider Man Three. A lot of people hate it because it you know had too many give me too many bad games. Okay. Well, I just the only thing I didn't like you you waited that long to put in Venom, bro. Venom could bro, been. and I actually like liked his Venom. I, I like oh, the I Venom. like I liked his Venom. I just I wish I could have got more. That's all it is. Yeah, like I I honestly need to rewatch Tom Hardy's Venom, but like I don't know, like I still probably take the other one. Uh, in terms of Venom, like Tom Hardy's character was good. But, you know, it just depends. Yep. But uh, you're number five, sir. Oh, my number five was Charlie Cox and Daredevil. But not number four now. Oh, yeah, you're on number four. Sorry. The GOAT. <laughs> the I, Of course, he's the GOAT. The Black Panther has been... Bro, you the already Black know, Panther has been the protector of Wakanda for many years. <laughs> you already know where we going, bro. Chadwick Boseman's brought to Charlie. Like, bro, listen, man, he... It's really not even the Black Panther movie. It's Civil War for me. Like, boy, that dude was cold in Civil War. Bro, just straight. That dude was cold. Like straight up, like breaking the barriers of what the what Wakanda stood for. He straight up wanted violence, everything. Like, and it was just one of the greatest superhero introductions in my book. Of Honestly, all, of all time. Like, like he literally came in there and was like, "So yeah, I'm." He basically like, "I'm the captain now. Hand me that shield, bro." And I'm looking the stuff he did in that movie, going at it with Cap. Um, bro, that, that scene where uh, I think they were, I think they were in the car or like they were at the FBI, you know, yeah. headquarters or whatever. And he just was like, "How long do you think you can protect them from me?" I was like, "Like you was at the you was at the government building, sir." He they he was just like, "Hey, like oh yeah, that's cute. Y'all want to interrogate him, but like I'm gonna kill him. Like it's yeah, like, it's happening. Like, it's coming, like, bro. He he gets he the fate is the fate." The fate is mine. The fate is mine. It's like, just it's just up to you whether or not you're going to be in the way. I was like, bro, wow. And then leading him into Black Panther, bro, bro, it was just straight up like, put it, man, all the pressure on your back to become a king and then putting you at odds with the situation, that family situation you had to go through, bro, mm-hmm. was just gaslighting, bro. Shout out to Kugler for writing that film that way and incorporating that depth of T'Challa. Sadly, you know, we couldn't see him. We fought the full life because, you know, Chadwick's passing, but, um, Bro, straight facts, bro. T'Challa, what he did as T'Challa, we'll learn. There will never be another T'Challa. There won't be. There, and they, according to, to to Kevin Feige, there really won't be another. T'Challa. There will never so, be another T'Challa. So that's y'all, great. Y'all can just. It's I honestly, man. I I it's it's so crazy to see what they do with like you know who they get to become the next Black Panther. I mean, there's so many great, bro. Honestly, John David Washington, I, I like it. If he can get that, if he can get that that good African accent on, I can see it. Cause every all my other picks have already been in the movies. Like, 
uh, Killmonger as, you know, Michael B. Jordan. And then you have Daniel Kaluuya. You know, he's already, you Wakabi. know, Wakabi. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, I really am interested to see, you know, what they do in terms of, you know, casting the next Black Panther. Um, but, I mean, between Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler, I'm sure they're going to, you know, find a way to, to honor Chatwick and really, you know, do something great with Black Panther 2. So, I'm really... Yeah. Not worried, but I'm worried, but I'm not worried, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you're but, um, optimistic. Moving on to our number four, um, I'm going to give this to the, I think the only, you know, woman on my list. Uh, sorry for all my ladies out there, but I have to give it to Margot Robbie Bruh. as Harley Quinn in the DCEU, man. I mean, she's brought a character to life, to the big screen. Actually, one of the most beloved female characters in comic book history. Yes, bro. Um, introduced way back when, I think 1999. I could be wrong, but during the Batman animated series. Um, and she really, she was like supposed to be a one-off character. She, they, you know, she was going to be introduced in one of the Joker episodes for the Batman animated series. And fans loved her so much, they wrote her into the story. And, you know, she's gone through a lot of changes over the years. Um, you know, because she began as, like, the Joker's, um, you know, like, sidekick. And then, um, you know, as times change and, you know, relationship dynamics change, people saw the abusive side of Joker. And they really have written Harley Quinn as, you know, separate from the Joker, as her own, you know, villain, own entity written away from the Joker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really branch off to her own thing, i.e. the Suicide Squad, uh, the Sirens with uh, Catwoman and Poison Ivy. Yes. Um, but Margot Robbie, you know, she was introduced in Suicide Squad as Harley Quinn. Amazing, you know, across from her former co-star, Will Smith. Um, did an amazing job there. And then to get her kind of her own... Not origin story, but all, well, kind of like an origin story because it was like a rewrite um, of her character. But uh, her and her movie Birds of Prey, and I say the full name, sir, uh, Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Um, one of my favorite DCEU movies. I loved it. It was amazing. Uh, namely because of her and her, the way she does it and her New York, New Jersey accent. It's amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. She's also beautiful. Uh, oh, she really looks the part. Um, and we're gonna definitely gonna see her again in Suicide Squad Part Two, or not Part Two, but Suicide Squad, uh, the mm, Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Um, and I can't wait to see what she does with this character. Um, but yeah, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn, man, just amazing. My number three is a little bit piggyback off of you, one of your picks, is of course our boy. Tom Holland, let me stop now. But and nah, I was, oh my god, I'm that's, slipping. That's disrespectful. Toby, whoa, chill. All right, let's chill. But Toby Maguire, bros. Toby Maguire, Spider Man. Just we grew up, bro. Literally, bro. Literally, if it wasn't for Toby Maguire, I wouldn't be as big of a Spider Man fan as I am today. And that, and no one can tell me Facts. otherwise. He literally, bro. I grew up watching this man's movies. I, bro, I had a blanket with his Spider Man on it, bro. I had sheets, man. We all had sheets and like, bro, like if, like, he literally, if it wasn't for him, superhero movies would not be what they were today. Like, yeah. Like real talk, like he, solidified what you want to see in a superhero. Someone that's willing to risk it all. And he had one of the greatest, greatest superhero scenes of all time. That train, bro. Oh the, yeah. The, uh, bro. Yeah. Bro, one of my favorite acting moments. I can watch that scene like all the time. It was just that good and like. Finally, the mask was unveiled, like, bro, like, and the whole big thing of a secret identity, bro, mm-hmm. like, that's, I first really saw superhero secret identities with Spider-Man, 
Like, because think about it, you always thought about Clark Kent and his Superman identity. Yeah. But you really saw prevalent with Spider-Man. Like, bro, it was just, bro, just... Beautiful. And shout out, bro. Tobey Maguire, bro. A to... Yeah. That whole... And who knows? We could see him again. You know, you you never know. Hey, bro, Sam Raimi, make it happen, bro. You doing doing multiverse, right? Thank you so much. Hey, we could see it. But moving on to my number three, man. He had to make this list. After, you know, as as big of a fan as I am of BVS, this man had to make the list somewhere. And yeah, I'm giving my number three to Ben Affleck, ben. Batman, in the DCEU, man. His, his Batman, badass, powerful, strong, uh, murderous, oh, yeah. uh, angry, all the things you want in a, like, in a 20-year-old senile-ass Batman. And then his Bruce Wayne was still suave, smooth, calm, and collected, calculating, just amazing acting it's Ben Affleck he's got tons of awards for acting you know he's, he's definitely credited as being one of the better actors in Hollywood today yeah. um, he's even got some directing chops so he was able to really you know partner with Zack Snyder and you know his role for BVS and Justice League um, so I definitely had to make sure he got on this list I because you know even for him to play the character just you know for the little time he did he really transcended you know a lot of the, the not I'll say he transcended a lot of the big names, but he definitely solidified his role in the the major names that have played Batman, i.e. Christian Bale, who you mentioned, um, Val Kilner, 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 yeah, mm. Val Kilner. Um, of course, my boy, uh, why am I, f- oh, I am not pulling on his name. Give it to me, give it to me, Lord, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Ah, uh, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Uh, is it Michael Keaton? Yeah, Michael yeah, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Um, and of course the incomparable Adam West, um, you know, all great names, big names in Hollywood. Yep. I'm sorry. I capped on you. My bad. And last but not least, Batnips himself, George Clooney. <laughs> so yeah, I, you know, we, we had to mention him in there and you know, if after, you know, of course the Snyder, the Snyder cut, which came out, you know, way back when do, I wonder who they're going to get to play the next Batman, you know, who, who plays him next outside of Pattinson's. Oh yeah, man! I completely forgot about Robert Pattinson's Batman. We got him coming too. Bro, uh, wow, that movie's gonna be bro. That's gonna be so fun. But oh, yeah, oh my god, uh, that's my number three, Ben Affleck. My number two, bro. Yes, I'm surprised he's number two, but he got to be number two, bro. Is the genius billionaire playboy philanthropist himself, Robert Downey Jr.'s um, Tony Stark, are formerly known. AKA Iron Man. I um what else can you say about this the man the man the man the myth the legend, bro. He beat Thanos, bro. He he carried he basically carried if it's not for him, there's no MCU. Period. No one can say otherwise. He he carried the MCU all these years. And there would never be another Iron Man. Later I like well, there will be another person taking the mantle, but no one will ever be able to top what he did. Um, he literally transcended. He literally transcended um superhero movies, just because of what he did with Iron Man, which helped launch the MCU to what it was and what it is. And um, Robert Downey Jr. brought all the stuff he went through to bring out that character all those years. Chef's Kiss from Iron Man, you know Iron Man Two, the whole the Iron Man trilogy to the Avengers movies, to then his stint in Civil War. And then to come up to, with Infinity War and Endgame, never, bro, never will be able to see another transcendent like that again. And I 
personally thank Robert Downey Jr. for what he did for the superhero community, bro. And like Tony Stark, one of the most prolific people in history. They literally rechanged the character in the comics because of Robert Downey Jr. And that saying something, bro. Shout out to RDJ. Respect. Uh, RDJ definitely didn't make my list, but I I will you know give him his respect and his role for starting the MCU. Um, I've always had issues with his character, you know, being a little bit too you know bullheaded, but. Um, yeah, I feel you. I, I will say, like like I said, I respect his, his role in beginning the MCU. Um, but my number two, um, it's kind of an obscure pick, but I, I just love his character so much, and I think he's done such a great job with it. And that's Chris Pratt as Starkiller in the MCU. Um, you like, know, oh, Star-Lord? Star-Lord, Jesus. <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay. Star-Lord. Um, it, looked, it looked wrong, but like I was like, it stars something. And I feel like... Yeah. I'll get there. But um yeah, so Star Lord, you know, in the MCU. Um we mentioned we've mentioned the greatness of Guardians of the Galaxy numerous times, you know. Oh, yes. This pretty pretty obscure group in the MCU in the in the Marvel uh you know, in the Marvel universe, um, being brought to life by James Gunn. And, you know, Star Star Lord um really was the leader of this group and he's funny he's lovable much like the, the flash you know or uh, chris evans or tom holland spider-man he's just been really lovable uh resonant and like i really loved his character's characterization in his second movie uh guardians of the galaxy 2 where oh, yeah. um you know you find out his origin you know through uh his father who was a, a celestial uh no not a celestial a uh not you know he was a, a, a celestial Cause uh, I'm, yeah. I was about to call him an eternal, but he's not an eternal. He's a celestial, and you know him finding out that his father killed his mother, and then tried to kill him. Like that was uh so good. And then his love with Gamora, which is my favorite MCU couple of all time, uh, Star Lord and Gamora. Bro, uh, sensational. I can't wait to see like what they do, and you know, he's not in love, love and thunder. He's in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, no, he's in Thor: Love and Thunder. They oh, okay. So yeah, seeing him, you know, team up with Thor and, and other MCU characters will be so much fun. But I had to give it to my man Chris Pratt as Star Lord. Um, do you want to knock out a, a, a honorable mention or go right into number one? Um, I'll give because I didn't, I didn't know if you had any honorable mentions. Or I not. did have a couple honorable mentions. Okay, um, I'll couple, do as many as you do. You know, a couple honorable mentions I had in there was a lot of my lo- the ladies out there. I did have my lovely Harley Quinn. Um, mm-hmm. you know. I did have Henry Cavill Superman. Um, okay. I, bro, like, I don't care what no one says. I fuck with Man of Steel. <laughs> hey, you not tell, you me not telling me otherwise. Man of Steel is that Man of Steel is good. Man I don't Steel know why people are Um, you know, yes, I had a I had to throw in Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland Spider Man, but of course, on, there can only be one Spider Man on the list, and it's Toby. Right. So y'all all can kick rocks. Rock, if it's rock. not for Toby, there's no Tom or whoever, and on um, Andrew, and then also Gal Gadot, bro. You got. You gotta give it to my baby, bro. Right. I, I love Wonder Woman. And then my last one, bro. I, bro, I wanted to put on all this, but I couldn't, bro. But Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, bro. She started to eat, bro. Sad. True, true. It true. was hard, but, bro. True. She's been eating, bro. Also, Punisher. Can't go wrong with Punisher. True, true. Um, I, I, I got a few of those that I got. I share with you. Definitely Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Um, I definitely got to put on there uh, Stephen Amell's um, Green yeah. Arrow because like just like just like RDJ in the MCU, you know the Arrowverse really began with Stephen Factuals. Amell's um, Green Arrow. Um, also, um, Danielle Painter Baker's uh, Killer Frost from Flash, Heat, uh, Supergirl, uh, Melissa Benoit. I feel you there. Amazing. Um, anybody else? 
Uh, Seth Rogen's Green Hornet. Uh, Bruh, okay. Hilarious. I love that movie so much. Um, do I have any more? I think I'll, I'll give you Henry Cavill, uh, Superman. Um, do, 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 do. I think that is it for me. Actually, I really like Ed Norton's uh, Hulk. Uh, he, he has Bruh. a special place in my heart. I always oh, like them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's my honorable mentions. So we'll go into year number one and we'll wrap up the show. Oh, yeah. One more honorable mention, bro, for the culture. Luke Cage, boy. Ooh, my yeah. culture got thrown on it. But my number one, bro, is the GOAT. And it's going to be so hard if they really recast this man, bro. But, bro, we got to go, bro. Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, bro. Yep. Just the old boy, bro. I mean, I think out of everybody we've mentioned, I think he's played his character the longest. He really has, and like, bro, Logan, bro, is bro. What I tell you, bro, men cried like babies, bro, when Logan happened, bro. I couldn't like, bro. It was so hard to, it was so hard to say goodbye to Logan, man. Cause like, literally, we grew from when I was born, just like Toby. When I was born, I grew up watching that man till my senior year of high school. That's when Logan came out. So yeah, I literally watched him all my school years, and like. Hugh Jackman, bro, he embodied Wolverine, um, Logan, and it was just James Howlett. Correction, James Howlett. Looking as, but yes, I um, I will always commend um Hugh Jackman for what he did. Um, really did. He was one of the main acts for the big um you know Fox thing with the X Men, and if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have probably got all these fantastic people from his first thing in the first X Men till Origins till. X2, Last Stand, you know, X-Men Origins, Wolverine, um, The Wolverine, all that good stuff. And then his few stints with the with in first class and, um, oh my God, what's it called? Apocalypse and all that good stuff, bro. He ate and bro, I'm telling you, bro. Oh, I would want to see him come back so bad, but he already said he hanging it up. And I give him all his respect. Bro, he can officially hang up the cape, even though he never wore one. But yes, bro, that's my dog, bro. To, the, to this day, bro. It's gonna be hard to see another Wolverine for me, bro. Honestly, like you know, for and I'll I'll be the first one to say I haven't seen every single X Men movie he was featured in, but yeah, I mean, just even like seeing him as the Wolverine, like there's like it's it's almost impossible to see somebody else play that role. Um, so but I'm excited to see you know who they find to to take on such a an iconic role that was played by such an iconic guy in, in Hugh Jackman. So definitely great pick. But here's one that we've mentioned a couple times uh, throughout the episode. And this guy's my number one because of the way he played this character and really, you know, brought brevity to the character. Bruh. And it's got to be John Bernthal's The Punisher and go. The Punisher on Netflix. Uh, oh From the first episode, the first time we saw him in Daredevil, I knew. I was like, he's trouble. This is the guy. Yeah. The casting here is is perfect you cannot tell me otherwise yeah um him versus daredevil him versus you know the the cia him versus kingpin him versus uh, one point dexter who was the guy he fought in the second one uh jigsaw Jigsaw. just oh it was a jigsaw i think it was yeah it was jigsaw yeah i forgot i i I don't know when i think jigsaw i think about saw the puppet and i was like bro he wasn't fighting saw but they this guy's name was jigsaw just the combat the and the and the war torn like he's literally like he's kind of just like batman but, you know, yeah. he's tortured by, he feeds into that torture through murder. You know, mm-hmm. Batman, of course, or in most cases, doesn't kill. Uh, Punisher's like, 
no, nah, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna get you. Yeah. Um, one batch, two batch, penny and dime. That's all he has bruh, to do. Literally, what bro, bro, One batch, two batch, penny and no dime. No one can tell me otherwise. That's not one of the best things in all bro, the time. Bro, and his show was amazing. Like both seasons, I I definitely say season one was a little bit better, but um, just amazing, dude. Oh my god. And you know, it's crazy. One of the complaints that I've heard, uh, and I heard this from my barber. He says he doesn't like John Berthold's Punisher because he's too small. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, maybe because of his height, but I mean, John Bernthal, like, I, I don't know, like, what his height looking like, but he definitely ain't small in terms of build. I mean, dude is a beast. He jacked. Let me see here. John, no, that, that's straight caps there. Don't wear that no more. Uh, let's see. Height, height, height. John Bernthal. Oh, man, he's kind of short. He's 5'11". Mm, but, bro. Yeah, I mean, hey, <laughs> ain't the size of, this ain't the size of the dogs. It's the size of the fight the dogs, so... Uh, but John Bernthal, man, just one of the people that I wholeheartedly hope, you know, gets back into the MCU oh, as a character, man. They got to do I don't know. I, I'd, see, I'd see if they didn't because he's so damn dark. But, I mean, honestly, if you got Deadpool, like, that honestly shouldn't be an issue. So, Bro, honestly, man, they, they got no excuse, bro. They, they really don't, man. Bro, like, they, all these Netflix actors are, like, ready, willing, and able. Like, they are, they are, they are so ready, like... The only two I see them like recasting possibly would be uh, Iron Fist and Jessica and Jessica Jones. Like not casting, bringing back. Not bringing back. I would love to see Chris more so uh, Iron, Fist. Iron Fist, but Jessica Jones maybe. Because she honestly, Jessica Jones, like she she did was one of the few that actually had three seasons, and her character was done well. Her character is just only problem with her character. But that's real, bro. Her character real rated R, like real talk. They, I mean, honestly, they all are. I mean, they all are. They all pretty fucked up. So. But yeah, like her character, like bro, she's one of them. She's one of them darker versions of the MCU you wouldn't want to see. Cause like, yeah, she's a private investigator. She's literally, you detective comics. Like she's a de- she's like a, she is what literally the small ounce of what Marvel or what DC or DC does. Dark. That's what Marvel does with Jessica Jones. Most of her comics, dark. Gritty, nasty. Yeah, like, and they wouldn't want to show that. That's not for the kids. Yeah, I remember because when uh when they first announced Jessica Jones or like, maybe dropped like the first trailer, like New Rockstars did a video and they kind of explained like her backstory and stuff like that. I was like, yo, like her backstory is this show gonna be like this show gonna be something else and like just the stuff that she went through with the the man in purple. <laughs> bro, if we did villains, bro, he bro villains would be. Like we 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 had to cut villains out, bro, because it was so hard. But like, bro. there were so many villains that, that could have made this over. list. I'm oh, sorry. honestly, bro, Thanos alone. Like Thanos justice. Too. Like, bro, come on. But uh, guys, we will definitely do a villains one, man. We promise we gonna get a villains one out for you guys. Um, but this is the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. Uh, catch me on Twitter at Red Kool Aid three one seven Slick Rob. Where can they find you? You already know Slick without the C underscore Rob two B's underscore on Instagram. Robert W one one six on Twitter. All right, thank you so much for listening, guys. We love you so freaking much. Uh, be good, be safe. We love you guys. Cafeteria talk out. Cafeteria talk.